0: Welcome, disc golfers, to the Hitting the Line podcast. Hello, and welcome, disc golfers, to the Hitting the Line podcast. I am your host, Jad, and as per usual, I am joined by my brother, Nas Dog. Nas, how's it going, bruv?
1: What's up, Jetto?
0: Not much, other than you're always eating your mic, and our connection's not amazing. But we'll see what happens. So far, there's no problems. It's not. It's showing that it's not a uh, great quality, but we'll see what happens. So we are in Emporia, Kansas, this week for the Dynamic Disc Open, the famous Emporia. Coming off of Jonesboro, do you have any any takes coming off of Jonesboro, coming into DDO? Just anything in general about the state of the pro tour right now?
1: yeah i think the state of the pro tour is amazing at the moment um i was listening to the upshot today and they were talking about the average finishing place at tournaments for the past like five years like the average difference in strokes and uh each year she's gotten better and better and of course this year even more so i think all of the uh, elite series tournament winners have all been different um and we're getting more parity And the MPO and the FPO division more parity than ever, um, which makes for really, really exciting disc golf. It's kind of it's crazy to me that we got Jonesboro and and Champions Cup back to back, which are definitely two of my favorite courses as far as wooded and then slightly more open, because I think Jonesboro is not like full ball golf style open, but it's it's a fun, challenging course. And uh, yeah, we've been getting treated, man, to some awesome finishes. Of course, last week at Jonesboro, we had uh, this, this spectacular playoff finish between Calvin and Paul. Uh, and also that just that final round with Kevin Jones, who uh, was right there in, in the mix as well. Calvin and Paul finished at 26 down with Calvin winning in the playoff. Kevin Jones at 25 down. Uh, Dickerson at 23. Gannon Burr at 22. Matty o, Simon and Joel Freeman. And Alden Harris at minus 20. Uh, Ricky Wysocki, Thomas Gilbert, Ezra and Mason Ford uh at 19 and 18 down and Nico with the 15th place there. So awesome tournament. Uh as usual the kind of cream of the crop, Calvin Paul and uh Dickerson up there with Ke- and then with Kevin Jones finally playing like I think we expect him to play all the time but it hasn't really been the case so far this year. Um it was awesome to see Simon shoot a blazing hot round in round 2 shooting that 14 down with the was it thir- a 13 down with the bogey or was it a 14 down with the bogey
0: it was it was a 13 down
1: okay uh so that was pretty amazing to see and uh yeah so really exciting going into this week at ddo which is traditionally a very fun tournament to watch i think uh we're getting a new course to see the supreme 18 at out, out at jones and then of course we get uh country club so it's just we we getting better and better disc golf every week.
0: One quick thing about better and better disc golf, you skipped over an entire division, and that's the FPO. Oh uh, yeah, oh, I was in, in cruise the whole week, but but a, a big W for us on this podcast is Cat Merch showing out. Uh, yeah, we've been on her all year and look out, she can score, and it was nice to watch her in her home state uh tear it up. And you know she can't, couldn't quite exactly push Kristen uh, that you might want to see, but definitely showing the capabilities to uh, creep around that top five and here to stay, here for the future, hopefully. So that was cool to watch.
1: Yeah, and that was a, and that's another example of the F the FPO division with a, a decent amount of parity. Um, you know, you see if they're miss again, and of course, who usually plays well, but kind of started slow this year. Uh, Ella Hansen there tied with Kat, Kat Merch in third. Holland Hanley in fifth, tied with Katrina Allen, who shot a pretty good third round to move up a bunch of spots, followed by Paige Pierce and Valerie Mon- Mon- Mondajano in seventh. Lisa Vegas in ninth and Haley King and
0: Alexis uh, tied for 10th place. So, Is Kristen Tatar the number one female in the world? In your oh, opinion, uh, not necessarily by rankings. 100%, yeah.
1: I think she's been the most consistent. I think so too. She's like podiumed yep. at every tournament cat uh, can be hit or miss at times. She can shoot the hot, the hot round, but then she can also shoot a couple over and it seems like she right. kind of um, the past few rounds has not played as great as she can. She'll play one really great round and two, just like, okay rounds uh, Paige, kind of the same thing. We know she can shoot lights out at, a- at any time, but it seems that page uh, makes a few more mistakes or has made some more mistakes than Kristen this year. Of course, Kristen with the big mistake last week at Jones Jonesboro, uh, and all the drama that ensued there. Um, but this division has become increasingly more and more fun to watch. And when I wake up in the mornings on Saturday and Sunday to watch, by the time I'm waking up, they're already playing and I can pop it on and watch it and uh really enjoy it. So um I'm always bummed bummed out when the late when the ladies finish and I gotta wait for like two or three hours to watch watch the men. But uh, that's a treat for me each Saturday and Sunday morning to watch whatever or whoever's playing.
0: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um I think Paige and Kat probably have a slightly higher seat, uh, but that floor for Kristen is just so much higher than both of those ladies that, yeah. I mean, she hasn't finished outside the top three in years or something like that. So um, I loved the commentary team in the booth. I thought this team um, was better than with Ian and whoever I enjoyed. Terry's little yeah. roll switch coming from the ground to uh, yeah, Terry yeah. Booth. I thought he did a really good job. I, what I enjoyed, honestly, the most about it was he gives a nice silence in between a lot of the stuff. Or, so it doesn't feel as much like a conversation. I enjoyed his silence, which is kind of funny to say, but I thought it was nice.
1: Yeah. I, I heard a really good point on another podcast where they were talking about, it's not re, re, uh, reasonable or fair. I think to create or to, for the DGPT to put Ian in, in a position to have to do FPO and MPO all four rounds every day, you just cannot keep up the same juice. I mean, I bet if you do that totally. one round, you are exhausted and you need someone else to step into it. Cause I, I think Ian does a great job generally. Um, but I know that when you listen to someone for four rounds straight, their phrases become repetitive. You don't want to hear it so much. Uh, cause I love Ian and I love what he's done for disc golf. Central coast is like, has been around since at least Jomez. Um, And have done a lot to grow the game of disc golf. So I got nothing but respect for Ian. Uh, I do enjoy his commentary, but I can see how it would get, how it gets repetitive. And some people don't enjoy it as much. I think you just got to mix it up no matter who it is. And I think that was a really good point. of just like, you can't expect one person to do every division all day long. It's just, it's too much.
0: Yeah, that's a very fair statement. How many uh, broadcasters do you know that do six, seven hours of commentary a day?
1: Yeah, over like (laughs) they 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 do one game.
0: It's usually two hours. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, I think this golf is getting better. And I am frankly surprised, but not surprised that so many people each week on Twitter and various uh, social medias find something to complain about, whether it's the quality of the video or a turf tee pad or whatever happens. And and they
0: always know what's best for the DGPT. You know, if they had all of that money, they would know exactly what to do with it and how to make it better for the hashtag growth of disc golf. And, you know, guys, everybody else knows exactly what to do in someone else's shoes.
1: Yeah. Guys like us who have been playing a while know what the poverty days were like of like watching super grainy videos or hearing about tournaments and hearing about things that happened at tournaments far away on the course secondhand. And so, like, you know, these past 10 years of disc golf being on YouTube. Uh, has been awesome and it just gets better every year and i'm not gonna be upset about the little things uh when i feel like i get such a great product every weekend so you know that's that's the end of my dgpt rant uh
0: my, my, i got one more. yeah just i am I'm, I'm done with the rant too but just it's just like the last thing to add on it's like yeah a lot of the problems that people are pointing out Are so obvious or it's like almost like they think the dgpt is incompetent like dude they're gonna see these things too you cannot fix this tomorrow because guess what the second this tournament's over they're on the road again and they got to go to the next stop and they got to execute the plan that they already laid out months and months and months and months in advance they can't just change things on the fly because you notice something on camera like yeah and that
1: work the pdga when they were doing more tournaments people found a way to complain about that and say how they, you know, the PGA is incompetent, blah, 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 blah. And now it's the most DGPC's of these people who are complaining
0: of of think the PDGA is the one doing some of these events. Exactly. They, they don't realize it's do all locals
1: it. and AMs and volunteers yeah. and clubs getting together to promote their tournament, their course. Things can't always be perfect. Some, some of these courses are temporary. You can't put in cement yet. Um, right. and so, yeah, it's just things that we have enough to deal with that are growing pains, but oh my gosh, dude, some of the, uh, T-pads you throw off at the South's winter series, you're throwing off rocky, muddy <laughs> right. pits, and yeah, it sucks when you throw a bad shot. And of course, you're Paul Macbeth, and you want to win. And it's serious; it's the big time; it's the big leagues. But like at the same time, I don't know, man. It's just like you can't expect this to be the at NBA. At the same time,
0: that win does nothing for his career, and nobody will ever remember it or care about
1: it either. No, no one will remember that. Five it has years from no now, effect on he's got he more worlds and he's got more majors. Like people think, like you know, you don't respect Paul if if you didn't buy his like apology or his excuse thing but like anyone who listens to us talk knows we think he's the best of all time but it just seems cheap where each week it's i was sick i have her elbow the t-pad like dude you're great we know it you're in that position every week you don't have to like explain it away because you're that good you don't need to explain that sometimes it's just not going to be Literally. perfect <laughs> yeah and that's okay and yeah. that's all you got you know so anyway let's move on to this week roll, um, roll it
0: roll into our sponsors after that rant. yeah
1: let's roll into our sponsors uh you could see uh we're rocking our Till Death Disc Club hats. Check out TillDeathDiscClub.com. If you use uh, our promo code HTLPOD, you can get yourself a 15% discount on their sweet hoodies, their hats. Um, Disc Golf for Life Till Death is their motto, and that's about one of the sickest catchphrases I could even ever think of. Uh, and I want to shout out Dark Ace Disc, Disc Golf uh, Apparel and George. Uh, they make some super sweet gear if you like heavy metal music and heavy metal inspired uh, shirts with really just dope designs, uh, bone bone baskets, uh, you know, Anarchy A's in your stamps. If you head over to the website now, they've got a bunch of new discs. Promo code HTL will get you a little discount there. They got some Discmania in, some Innova, some Wizards and Voodoos. So uh, go check out Dark Ace Apparel. And of course, Prize Picks. PricePix is the first app to ever take a chance on disc golf and give us some action. We want to shout them out, so check out their website or app, which is what we use to kind of build our show our show around each week. Uh, PricePix.com, use promo code HTL to match your deposit up to $100 right away. You can play with that money right off the bat. So um, thanks to our sponsors, making the show possible. Um, but yeah, let's talk DDO, or if you are a little bit more of an OG, formerly known as Jed, can you tell them? Are you as OG
0: as it's you think you are? Glass blown open,
1: yeah. Glass blown open. They changed the name a few few years back, but no matter what it was called, Paul McBeth has kind of owned this tournament. Um, they should rename the town of Emporia to McBeth, Kansas, uh, because the guy dominates right. there. And I'm, you know, for picking just winners, I, I think it's going to be a Paul win for sure. I think he's pissed off yep. after last last week. We know how Paul can play and how he can get dialed when he's in that zone. He is the goat. I think Ricky's going to be right, right there. I think Calvin's going to be there. And this is a four round tournament where the cream really rises to the top. It feels like a major almost with four rounds and a cut. It feels like a major. And so you really get the opportunity for the world you know, is going to the be there players. this year too. So yeah. And a it's a nice like little, little world's preview. preview. Oh, it's fun. Yeah. This is awesome. This is yeah. great for us as a, as a sport. We have a new course, the Supreme 18, which is Eric McCabe's, I think just like mega 18 of all the Jones courses, uh, I'm not hundred percent sure on that. Don't quote it, but it is uh, supposed to be a really fun, uh, uh, layout. And as much as I used to kind of hate on the courses there, cause they're so open and park, it feels like park disc golf yeah. versus like some like WR Jackson feels like woods golf. Um, but I think it's a good course. They add a lot of, uh, of out of bounds to make things tough. They use islands. Um, but I think it's a good representation of, what you could do with that type of property and make it a really great course. So it's going to challenge our best. I'm, I think we're going to see a lot of tens and 11s would be optimal in prime conditions. But as we're looking at the weather moving forward, looks like there's going to be some rain and some wind scoring may not be as high as in the past, but I think, um, history is showing us that, uh, each, each year players are getting better and the, at the average scores are getting lower and the margin of victories are getting lower. Um, so I I think guys can go out there in the wind. It's not like there hasn't been wind on tour this year, and that yeah. guys all of a sudden can't score. I in my bets last last week I took some overs because I thought the weather was going to affect people that yeah. final round, and it didn't. They went out and shot great still. So the best yeah. in the world. I mean, even in 15 plus mile an hour winds are still scoring on these courses. They're very good. Uh, these courses that would
0: destroy normies like us. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So that's so, so let's talk about coming. it. Um. Of course, this whole show is pretty much uh, brought to you on the backs of, you know, betting on disc golf. So let's talk about how this might affect our bets for this week. Um, As you mentioned, we are on two different courses. We have the Supreme 18 as well as the Country Club, which uh, we're used to. However, they did make a handful of changes to the Country Club, making it a little bit tougher and a slightly bit longer. People are saying it's going to play harder.
1: Inside sources, say.
0: Shout out John Five Ash. Yeah, um, And yeah, so our first round of betting on prize picks, they are not doing totals uh, for the round for strokes. I yep. imagine this is because they're probably scared that it's a new layout and they haven't seen it before. So they probably don't want to get their butts whooped. Um, but they did do a lot of hole by hole prop betting. And I think this actually gives us a slight edge as betters because lock time is not going to be until that player tees off. So you, you could possibly, let's say you, picks pick ricky for example um he's going to be teeing off later in the day some of these guys are teeing off two three hours after some of the first mpo tees off so you yeah. actually could get half you could see most of the field play some of these holes and then make your decision on whether you want to bet the over or under on the hole you could literally see a sample size of half the mpo and say Oh, with this wind, the wind has been blowing headwind on hole one all day. And majority of the field is averaging over a three. So yeah. I'm, you could I'm go on, to on
1: UDisc that. and look at the actual live Literally. average of that. So betters, if you're listening, you don't get this advantage hardly anywhere else where you're watching this. And like, but yet I will say they are a little bit smart. I noticed if you, I pulled up the board, Kevin Jones, Ricky, Calvin, and Kyle Klein are the first ones there. For whole one that you can choose but they all tee off at different times so if you make a four a four pick entry you got to have the entry in by the time the first player tees off so like Fair for enough. example the latest you could wait here's
0: if you wanted to make a two pick. kyle klein's at 9 a.m
1: no 11 a.m he's in the first group kyle klein says right here 11 a.m well uh no calvin is at 7 40 a.m
0: oh it's calvin okay
1: so Calvin and then Ricky doesn't play till 1234. So if you wanted to pick all four of them, you got to have that in by seven. So I wonder, I'm gonna do a quick little But you still have here. all of
0: the FPO to watch on hole one right. anyway. I'm pretty sure hole one is the exact same. The rest of them are a little bit different, but at or, least with at least when FPO tees off, you'll still get beta of of the weather, the wind yeah. on some of the holes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's still uh, a the huge direction advantage. of the wind is gonna be important too on some of these holes some of so, them are direct water carries go ahead
1: hold hole two for example you only can choose conrad and brody and so you know but they only tee off 20 minutes apart so you could wait a little while to see how, how that plays get hole two see if they think they're gonna birdie it or not hole six you've got four choices one the earliest tee off is 9 30 the latest is 12 50. so for some of these you're gonna have to make them ahead of time if you want to do a four pick Uh, or you could wait and maybe do some power plays if you feel really confident because you've watched something. Um, So yeah, it's just something to keep in mind that they're not all teeing off at the same time. So as you're looking at the board, keep that in mind about how you want to make your uh, picks. So yeah, these prop bets are really cool because of that advantage. And so I'm thankful uh, that we have them this week because something kind of new to do. We've been playing overs and unders so far, and this is the first – I think maybe the first or second prop bet of the year that we've seen. Um, Yeah. so yeah, do you want to get into the holes that they gave to us and what, what we think about each hole and what we think about
0: the players and the lines? Sure. Um, yeah. And again, we mentioned, um, weather is going to be an important factor. So just keep all of that in mind while you're watching this. Um, tomorrow the weather is going to be something, uh, like a little wet, anywhere from 50 to 80% chance of rain the winds only peaking at 15. Uh, The next couple days after that are going to get a little bit worse, and then Sunday it's probably going to clear up. So keep all of that in mind. Um, Watch your FPO, watch the early MPO, see what it looks like. Uh, But getting into the holes, hole one. uh, I'm not going to go hole by hole for all of them, but I will tell you the ones that I really am intrigued by. Let's start with hole one. Hole one is what almost 300 feet. It's an island hole. No, no, I think it's a little bit less. Okay, Um, it's an island hole. You have to land on the island. It's a pretty tough island. It's even raised a little bit. And there's a gap that you have to hit. You can't just hit some kind of spike hyzer or or anything like that. There is some woods on either side. So this is something, something important to note is, again, the wind. If it's a headwind, I'm sure most of these players could even... You can lay up the island and uh, it makes you go for the birdie on the over or the under. So yeah. there's multiple ways where they could not get this birdie. They could purposely be laying up or they could miss. Yeah. So I, I really, and then the combination with the weather, I really like the overs on hole one. I think um, you're going to just, you can like it's hard to say, oh, well, this guy is going to go over. This guy is going to go under. Honestly, I just like mixing and matching the overs on hole one for all of them. I don't think you have to. You're 100% correct. I think person.
1: there is no one player that you're going to say, oh, they have a huge advantage. This is a you, shot you, that you, most, most players yeah. should have in their bag. And you're just playing the numbers. You're saying most people yeah, exactly. are not going to park this hole. And then a certain yeah. percentage of those people will get close and skip out of bounds. And a certain percentage of those people are just going to play for three regardless. And, and but, just Just pick the person that you want. yeah but to to be fair eric mccabe said too in his little video about it is that uh you're playing playing it as an island regardless if it's from your first shot or your second so you might as well go for it on the first shot go to your drop zone if you miss then try to play it safe then your second shot you miss the island and now you're playing from the drop zone you know so i think most guys are going for it and there's going to be uh yeah i think there's be more people that take uh You know, that would be over two and a half strokes on that hole. So I'm going to be making the cards overs, just like you said.
0: Yeah. And another hole I find intriguing is going to be the only hole that I feel like pretty confident that you could probably get away with some unders on. And that's going to be hole six. Hole six is just over 300 feet. It's a water carry the whole way. The pin is going to be relatively close to the water. It's going to be an elevated pin, but the OB is going to be pretty far behind it. Eric McCabe said he doesn't expect people yeah. to go that that far OB deep. And I just think it shouldn't be that big of a problem with winds at 15 miles an hour for our players no. to no. throw a 325-foot hyzer or forehand uh, and then make a 20-25-foot 20 to 25 foot comebacker. Uh, yeah. so Agreed. and the reason why and initially I was not very intrigued by whole six, cause I wanted, I just thought overs are going to be safe with, with weather in general. But when you do mix in some unders with your picks, that's when your multiplier on prize pick starts going up. So if you yeah. picked all overs, you might only get like a five X. If you literally throw one under in there, that turns into a ten, seven and a half sometimes. or eight. Yeah, yeah. I think it depends yeah, on how many exactly. people you have,
1: but yeah. Or, and then if you really mix it up and do like half and half, cause I was messing with it earlier, you can also go up more. You can, so, um, yeah, you can go 12x yeah you go 12x so if you really feel like you want to play a little bit more risky and be like i just know Hamus is gonna miss it i'm gonna choose three unders and over you know then
0: go for it you three can and and over yeah yeah
1: Yeah, you can gamble so uh but yeah. i agree about hole six I, th- I think that's uh one that's gonna play easier than hole one so maybe choose un- uh, unders on that one and uh, overs on hole one um What's the other one here? Was it hole?
0: The other one I really love. It's actually my favorite one, and I'm hoping that it's a headwind really bad. My favorite one, hole more than hole one, is hole eleven. Yeah. This is a 500 foot par three. Yeah, dude. it is slightly downhill, so it makes it a little bit scary. And we obviously know all of our top pros have 500 feet in the range. But if there is a headwind and uh, the pads are a little bit wet, and there's a chance, you know, for slippage or this or that, it's maybe not necessarily that like and it's kind of like a gap shot you actually have to hit there's there's a little bit of tree coverage they're little yeah, there small trees but they're they're there it's not easy you you can't just throw like a spike high you can't just throw it straight and hard like, you're still yeah. Hitting a gap. and yeah I, I like the overs for whole 11
1: yeah well i lost you there the last five seconds before you said you like the overs before 11 but um i've got 11 there's three guys paul calvin and dickerson um, again, Calvin tees off super early, so I'm going to go ahead and probably put this in. Now, if you choose them all overs on the power play, it's 4x. If you choose a flex, it's only 2x. So uh, if you really feel confident, they're all going to go over or play it safe and just try to take their three and walk away, which is cool. what I think they're going to do. I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to put the uh, power play in on that three pick over because I think that's... Yeah 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 i
0: mixed i mixed almost all of my plays with guys on that whole 11 and you know if you do have to choose i guess i choose chris diggerson because calvin's got that mean line drive with the halo destroyer and maybe chris's arm isn't as big in in a headwind so i like chris diggerson over 11 as like my quote-unquote lock of the week
1: yeah oh that's i think that's that's all yeah two unders and over there um well you don't don't have to go two
0: unders. i'm just saying or sorry Um, two
1: overs yeah yeah you're right sorry
0: I'm just saying if you have to choose one of those guys to go over, I like Chris Dickerson and that's my lock.
1: Yeah. Um, what about, let's see, do you want to talk about 14 or 15 or 17?
0: I, I didn't think either of those were mentioned again. They just seem like relatively like fair holes, 14 and 15 uh did. And it's kind of hard to choose what's going to happen. Uh I, I don't have like any inside beta or anything, but hole 17, I think is another tough hole. Eric McCabe even said, if you're in position to score on this one, like good for you um there's plenty of ob on the hole, and uh yeah so i i like hole 17 there's some decent ob i'm going to take some overs on that one as well uh especially if the conditions are not great yeah i think that's a good so, call yep. yeah so my my strategy this week is holes 17 11 and 1 i'm going to be smashing a lot of overs um, a whole six, I'm going to be mixing in some unders to make that multiplier go up. And and that's pretty much all I'm doing. And I'm just mixing and matching $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, and just doing all the different combinations that I can. If I get it in a 10 X somewhere, like boom, I'm already in the profit. So, um, right.
1: That's a good, yeah. good way to think about it. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at 17 on the map, uh, here and yeah, there's definitely a decent amount of out of bounce there. So, um, yeah. It's looking like a fun, this, this course looks really fun. I think it's going to be cool to watch uh, and super enjoyable, which I didn't originally think that that's how I would feel about it. So,
0: well, well, something um, that I I thought of earlier today is, and I feel like I've heard this in the past. And so I am curious is what it looks like with on coverage with so much OB. I wonder if we're going to know if players are OB or not, because that is something this golf will have to fix in the future. Just going back to the broadcasting, this and that is like, are we gonna as fans watching the stream are we going to know if somebody's out of bounds or not with so much artificial i, I hope it's obvious I, I think a lot of it on this course actually is because there was some um highly mowed areas where out of bounds was and it was like a different color like maybe it was hay instead of grass or something yeah it was something like that so and, i hope and they, when we're they watching do a pretty good
1: job time in Emporia getting the courses ready having a tele- ton of uh, volunteers and helpers and flaggers but yeah i uh get discouraged i don't like it when the shot is thrown and i don't know right away if it's out of bounds or not because there's just artificial stuff so um that's kind of one of my pet pet peeves as well is i just don't like when it lands it's like well is there a you know is there a line there is there flags what's what's the deal you can't tell uh so yeah yeah, I think those are like um, the toughest. It, empor- Go ahead.
0: Well, Emporia, like you said, Emporia does a really good job. This is what this town waits for all year. I was reading an article and th- th- they're saying this is a town that's small enough that it can uh, feel the economic impact of all the yeah. people coming through. Um, yes. But also... Uh, big enough to support it and it's like the perfect combination and yeah. everybody in the town caters to disc golf during this weekend it's what they look forward to and all year all really the disc golfers love yeah literally all the disc golfers love being there and all of the local restaurants and shops are like waiting and they have disc golf signs up and this and that and I just love that somehow this and small, isn't there like town.
1: something like 300 AMs come and play all week before the
0: big tournament? yes our good buddy Andy Miller is there right now they Shout are out the Andy Miller they are the only um, tournament that has a uh, the elite because se- the disc golf pro tour doesn't allow uh, am sides to be played the same weekend as yeah obviously the pros, but Emporia has so many courses that they can fit all the AMs in on the same weekend.
1: Yeah. I was looking at the caddy book. It's ridiculous. They have like, it's when they play in like six courses
0: and, total. And, and, he, and he told me he's going, he's playing his round and his rounds over, he's getting food. And then he gets to watch the lead card tee off. I'm like, dude, playing in an NT event or not a national tour, but like a dude, uh, an elite series event. And then getting to watch uh, the lead card right after sounds like heaven. I was like, dude, I, I, sh- I need to go soon. My, to- yeah, I was about to say, my like life is doing get- amazing
1: exponentially busier here in the next year but one year we have to get out and i'll take the week off work i will use my personal days whatever if we 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 don't do emporia we we
0: have to do an elite series somewhere but i would love to do ddo yeah that'd be cool sounds amazing it's just like
1: yeah it is a mecca
0: i wouldn't say the it's it's a it's it's a week of disc golf celebration
1: yeah it's awesome it doesn't get better than that with so many courses and and like like you said the city all the bars, the restaurants, the breweries are like ready and they are having putting leagues at night and there's the mini world championships and you know, like things like that, where they just take the whole town and it turns into it's a disc golf festival basically minus music. Yeah. But, uh, actually I did hear, I think James Conrad and someone else are trying to get like a disc golf festival. Um, how sick would that be? Where you play in a tournament all day and then watch live music and party all night.
0: Um, yeah. Speaking
1: big. of that, um, I was going to say, I think that kind of wraps up some of our, um, prize pick stuff unless there's more you want to mention do we i i will quickly up i will quickly update my bankroll challenge i'm after placing my bets this week which was three bets three five dollar bets i'm at 96 so i'm down officially for the first time you're the first Uh, i know i was
0: down at one point i guess yeah you
1: were down you djen uh
0: but if i hit any of these tomorrow if i hit any of these
1: tomorrow i will be back over in the green um like i said i think i got I overestimated the weather last week. Played too many overs, but then again, a couple—you know—just a stroke here and a stroke there from some really big cash. It, it was—it
0: was a stroke here and a stroke there because. Yeah. So I'm only up twelve percent right now after yeah. round one. I was up sixty-seven percent. Rounds two and three, Paul beat me by one stroke both times, in which I would have made a ton of money both times because I stuck to our normal strategy, where where we we pick the highest amount or the lowest amount of strokes and then take the over. Uh, yeah. Paul beat me by one stroke back to back days. And then last day, Calvin also got me by one stroke. Uh, so I'm only up 12% now, but green is green. And, uh, if we get the, the sweat and entertainment, it's well worth it. I think we both agree with that.
1: Yeah. Um, like I had a four pick the final day, Kristen under got it. Matteo under got it. Garrett Gurthy over got it. And I went Sarah Hocum over cause I thought with the wind, and not a ton she, of got distance, she got the under. So I only got, so you that lost was money four, to Sarah
0: Holcomb, brutal. Yeah,
1: I took a <laughs> so that that was a four-pick flex that missed. And then I had one just completely bomb. Oh, I guess it didn't bomb terribly. I went Kyle Klein un, uh, under and he shot a half stroke over. Uh Simon uh, uh, under, he did it. Sarah over, she went under, and then Eagle did, did not finish his round, so B that enough, kind yeah. of against me. But then I had another, and then I, but then I did have a hit. I had one three pick power Eagle over Kevin Jones over and Gannon over that. I think round yeah that was round two. Um, and another round two, five pick flex that hit, but only for a dollar 50. Um, Paul hit ex- or was one under his score, missed it. Calvin was one under his score, missed it. And that would have been a five. That would have. So those two strokes, that would have been a five pick flex that would have hit for what, 10 or 12 times. Um, right or so yeah so a stroke here a stroke there and i'm huge in the profit but you know that's the way it works and it's a lot of fun to watch and that's why we're doing this that's why we're doing this podcast man yes sir um any updates in your own disc golf life i am uh i know i think i mentioned it before but i got the mcconaughey tournament i'm stoked on that uh you played in the tournament and your girlfriend did as well what was that tournament and how did you play
0: so I played at the Motherlode Open, something like 30 years running, something crazy. Um, yeah. it, at Condon, anybody who's a California OG knows about Condon, home course of Greg Barsby, Garrett Girthy's played there a bunch. A bunch of the old school Innova guys. That's where pretty much yeah. where they started. And officially, the best course I've ever played, like no doubt in my mind. Uh, we got to play two different layouts, 18 holes and 27 holes. They have like five. now they have like five different layouts for every single hole it's crazy all the signs in grass valley grass valley california and then yeah the other other course we played yeah a lot of those other course we played was in penn valley i think it's called like hanging yeah western and honestly i shot really mediocre i played AM 2 took fourth out of 40 uh i'll take it i was you know quote unquote bagging according to today's standards only because only to be by 10 strokes (laughs) well that guy would have took second in advance by like one stroke yeah um otherwise i was right there but, but me, I, had okay, play, so I had to play i had to play intermediate worst? because i had hold on i had to play intermediate because jamie aka my girlfriend um she was playing and because it was two different courses the intermediate people were on the same course so i had to be on the same course as her for transportation purposes but go ahead so what we're were you saying?
1: See, i was gonna say in advanced you would have taken like ninth or tenth so like i would have taken you know, tied for
0: twelfth. yeah like so like
1: today. for one for one person out of 40 who is who is bagging the guy who is finishing towards the top of MA or, like or is, or is that the real MA two player, the guy who is finishing towards the top of MA two uh, and, or are you reaching then when you're, you know, only tied for 12th? It's like, that's the thing with these ratings. I think the PDGA really needs a revamp with so many new players and people who, just like some tournaments don't even have AM 3 or 4 as an option. And a lot of these guys are just going out there and getting their butts kicked and calling the rest of us baggers for playing in our rated division. I think M4 needs to be bumped up or bumped down maybe to like up to 825. Maybe am 3 is 825 to 875 or 880. Maybe M2 is 875 to 925. And then maybe M1 is 925 to 950 or 60. And then after that, I don't know, maybe those other guys should play open. I'm not really sure. But anyway, congrats. You did really good on your tournament. You got, you got all
0: all valid talking points. Yeah. Um, how did Jamie? No, I don't think I did good, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) If I would have had experience in either course, I would have saved strokes everywhere. Put it this way. We both shot above our rating every single round. So yeah. And
1: Jamie looks like she was only five strokes off the lead. So she played well.
0: Yeah. She was in it the whole time.
1: Yeah. That's exciting stuff. Um, All right. Well, uh, one more time, we want to shout out our sponsors, uh, Till Death Disc Club, Dark Ace Apparel, and Prize Picks. Hit us up on Twitter, hitting the line podcast on Twitter. That's about it, Jed. Until next uh, week, we'll we'll be tweeting live and uh, trying to make some money. We'll see you guys next time.
0: Peace.